Here's the question. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Pray with me, all right? Father, thank you for the day. And thank you, God, for your love and and the, the privilege, God, that we have to gather, to worship, to celebrate. But God, I'm just simply, um, just just want to focus this morning, God, on knowing your nearness. God, to, to be able to, to hear the whisper when you speak, to be able to recognize your presence, to be able to just to the to the encounter of walking with you, Jesus. God, help us to do that this morning as we consider the words of Peter in this second letter that he wrote to the body of Christ. And so, God, I, I just pray that we would um, that we would know it, too. and I pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I'm hot, and when I get loud in a minute, Joe, it's gonna get too loud, so you can turn me down. Um, but anyway, this week has been, it, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. I've had to travel for two weeks in a row because of, uh, friends who've passed away. It makes it a difficult week, just so you know. Uh, and yet it's given me lots of windshield time. You know, windshield time is that time where it's just you and the windshield. And so you got lots of time to, to just talk to God and spend time with God and listen to people who spend time with God. And, uh, and here's what I want to, I, I, I want to, I don't even know how to tell you what I want to accomplish this morning as I've been studying in First Peter, so, uh, Second Peter. So I'm going to read it to you. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 12 through 21. And this is what he writes. Therefore, remember we've dealt with verses 1 through 11 and, and, and the fact that God has given us this faith and how we grow in this faith. And then he says, therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you know them and are established in the truth you now have. I think it is right as long as I am in this bodily tent to wake you up with a reminder. Since I know that I will soon lay aside my tent as our Lord Jesus Christ has indeed made clear to me and I will also make every effort so that you are able to recall these things at any time after my departure. For we did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice when it came from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the prophetic word strongly confirmed and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts above all. You know this, no prophecy of Scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This whole first paragraph here, uh, Peter's basically saying, before I go, I have to tell you something. Before I leave, I have to impress something upon you. Uh, This week, there's been a paper on the desk in the office for all the staff to sort of respond to. It's Kyle's fault. He put it out there. He said, uh, and one of the questions was, what biblical person 
would you most like to hang out with? And then in parentheses it says, anyone but Jesus. See, Jesus is the Sunday school answer, right? You know, I mean, who else in Scripture would you rather hang out with? Just Jesus, right? So, so it caused people to think, all right, what other Bible character would you rather hang out with? Well, my rationale was perfect in my mind, right? Um, uh, Nick took the position that he wanted to hang out with somebody that wasn't like himself. Uh, therefore, that's probably why I took the position that I wanted to hang out with somebody that maybe was more like me, like Peter. And that's who I chose, Peter. You know, hard-headed, right? Opened his mouth when he wasn't supposed to, you know. Would even contradict Jesus, right? So, so I, I, that's what I put. I said, I want to hang out with Peter. I want to find out uh, after everything he went through, after hanging out with Jesus, after being there to make that proclamation, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, after being in the garden and hacking off Malchus's ear, after being around the campfire and denying Jesus three times, after jumping out of the boat and running to the beach to, to walk on the beach with Jesus, to have Jesus say, tend my sheep, feed my lamb. You see, after being forgiven and raised up in the walk, in the body of Christ, in, in what became the disciples, the, those that followed Jesus, I want to hang out with that guy because he writes this letter some probably 30 to 35 years after Jesus has, has died and resurrected and, and he's, been, he's been teaching, he's been preaching, he's been proclaiming. He's been praising God. He's been walking with God. He's been, he's been in the Spirit. I mean, he's the one that got, if you're reading Gathering in the Word right now, maybe you don't know what Gathering in the Word is. On the little white cards, you can check. I want Gathering in the Word. Gathering in the Word is a daily devotional. Right now, I'm working through Acts and writing every day on, sometimes it's just three words. But, but the idea is, is just walking through Acts as God works in the body of Christ, in the, in the followers of Jesus. Uh, and, and so <clears throat> Peter's the one who gets up on Pentecost after, after the, 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 the sound like a wind shows up and tongues of tongues, whatever, okay, shows up. Peter gets up and said, this Jesus that you crucified, rose again see and then they go well what must we do what ought we do what should we do and peter said repent be baptized see and so so i look at these things and i go you know what i want to hang out with that guy because if i can't choose jesus of all the bible people to hang out with I want to hang out with the guy that, in my mind, it's either John or Peter one. But, but, but Peter hung out with Jesus possibly as much as any other human being on the planet. Okay? Peter hung out with Jesus. He was there. And that's why he says, he says, therefore, I will always remind you about these things. I will always tell you what it was like to hang out with Jesus. I will always tell you what Jesus was like. I will always tell you who he was. I will always tell you how he responded in certain situations. I will always tell you what it was like to just physically be in the presence of God. See that? Man, I'd like to, if I can't choose Jesus, then I'll choose Peter. 
Because he says, I think it is right as long as I'm in this bodily tent to wake you up with a reminder. Now, I titled the message today, We've Got Jesus. Life's tough, y'all. Guess what? Life's tough. I, you know what? I, I don't know how many people are in the room. But I bet you every one of us could sit down and tell a story about how life's tough. You know what I mean? I mean, your story, my story, we all got a story. Life's tough. But the question is, do you have Jesus? Title of the message is, we've got Jesus. So do you know him? Not, not, and, 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 and y'all, verse 16 is the key. We're not there yet. To wake you up with a reminder, since I know that I will soon lay aside my tent, as our Lord Jesus Christ has indeed made clear to me. Look, that, now, all right, so, so, so Peter physically walks with Jesus for about three years of ministry, right? And then after Jesus' resurrection, you know, Peter in prayer and, and getting alone with, with the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God speaking and sharing and, and, and God somehow gives the impression to Peter. You're almost done. It's about time to go home. Come home. It's about time to come home. Right? I mean, Peter's aware of this. It's going to be soon. I'm going to lay this thing aside. And I will also make every effort so that you are able to recall these things at any time after my departure. So let me ask this question. Before I go, Peter says, before I go, I'm going to remind you of some things. I'm going to wake you up to some things. And I'm going to leave it for you in such a way that you can recall it and revisit it and go there after I'm gone. See that? So let me ask you a question. What steps, what action plan? You know, every meeting I go to, I love this. I hate it. I really do. But anyway, they all do it. You know, I go to these, these meetings for these seminars and stuff, you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll present their outline. And then they'll say, and here are three or four action steps that you can take. You know, to go ahead and, and plant this and get this grounded in who you are. And I go, yeah. Anyway, it's too organized for me, okay? But this is what Peter's saying. Peter's saying, look, I want to leave it for you in such a way. So let me ask this question for you. What steps, actions, what move do you make any given day, not just Sunday, but Monday through Saturday too, do you take to get to know Jesus better every single day? It's easy some days to take it for granted. It's easy some days not to take the time. It's easy some days not to get in and study or to or to spend time you know just in prayer and alone and quiet and and all those things it's easy sometimes not to do what you know you need to do so here you go um angie and i've been married 20 something years 27 yeah, 27, that's right. 27 and a half. Okay, so I'll be specific. Mm -hmm. Took a while, yeah. 
It's math. I'm not good at it. But anyway, um, let's say I, I said to Angie at, at the beginning, you know, when we first met, not when we got married, but when we first met, okay, Angie, you know, I really, I really like you a lot, and I think that we're good for each other, and, and we're compatible, and, 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 and we'd make a great couple, and, 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 and you know what? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds before every meal, maybe 20 minutes in the morning before I get off for work, and an hour on Sundays. Let's make a relationship. How do you think Angie would have responded? <laughs> no! Run away! Right? So let's think about knowing Jesus. Let's think about the action steps of, of getting to know the one who loved us first. Okay? What time we spend. What, what um, how we get to know him better. Okay? <clears throat> I love it that Peter left this, this particular paragraph. I'm going to remind you I'm going to wake you up and I'm going to leave it in such a way that you can recall it after I'm gone. And then he says this, for we did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I, I've been able to go back and forth across the state of North Carolina and South Carolina over the last two weeks and have conversations with people <clears throat> my um, my best friend from high school. I, I was a I attended his funeral last week, so I ran into high school friends. <gasps> that can be very challenging, right? I'm standing there after the funeral, right? We're standing there in the graveyard, right? And and this girl comes running up to me. I don't know if she's watching. She's watched from time to time. Angie Crow Balkum. Anyway, she she comes running. Up. She goes, hey. Yeah, I'm fuzzy brained anyway. And I was like, hey. And then boom, it dawned on me. I know you. I know you. We hung out together. We were great friends. We haven't seen each other in 40 years. You know why? No cause to pick up the phone and call Angie Balkum. No cause to go to Greenwood and visit with Angie Balkum. No, no cause to sit down and talk to her about her kids and her family and her husband and how they've... They, no, no. They're, they're, I, don't, I say I know her, but I know her 40 years ago. I don't know her today. See, the problem in... in uh, I shouldn't say problem. I was taught in one of my uh, action plan seminars not to call it a problem. Call it an opportunity. You don't feel the sarcasm, do you? I'm just, just curious. All right. <clears throat> I think one of the things that we miss is we get saved, and that's just the beginning. We get to spend our lives getting to know Jesus. And I'm going to go ahead and... and for we did not follow cleverly contrived myths. 
That's fun to read in other translations because Nick read it to me in uh, another translate, the Passion translation, and it's funny the the way you under. I, what what if we were sitting here and said cleverly contrived myths? Oh, you're talking about like Zeus and Apollo? No, we're talking about all the made up add on stuff that people throw into faith. Okay, yes, you know what I refer to it as things like churchianity. Things like religiosity. You see what I mean? When you throw all that stuff in there, that sends a lost and dying world going, what? No, just get to know Jesus. Peter said, he said, we didn't throw at you cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We saw Jesus. We saw Jesus in his majesty. I was one of three that went up on the mountaintop and saw the glory of God come down. Folks, when you put your Walk with Jesus, your faith, your relationship with God in a shoebox and shove it under the bed or on a shelf somewhere. You've missed it. Because Jesus is alive. And Jesus wants us to hang out with him and he wants to hang out with us. For he received honor and glory from God the Father. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And, and, and we know that, that that similar phrase you came from the heavens at his baptism. You know, as I'm reading through Acts, I get that, that account there where, you know, okay, we were 12, now we're 11. We need to find somebody who was there. To be the twelfth again. I mean, Jesus picked twelve, so we think that makes twelve perfect. Uh, I remember growing up thinking at Cali Self Memorial Baptist Church. I remember growing up and having there were twelve deacons at Cali Self Memorial Baptist Church. I thought, just like apostles, that's why they're twelve. Well, don't tell anybody. We got eighteen. It's imperfect, right? No, what's the point? See, they, 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 they got together. They said, we need someone to take Judas's place. Judas had a part in this. Judas was, was active in the fellowship. Judas was part of the leadership of this. And so, so they get together and they say, we got two. We got two guys that were there at the baptism. We got two guys that have walked with us all these years with Jesus. We got two guys that have seen everything we saw. Let's cast lots. There you go. Let's vote on it. Not really vote, but, but the lot fell to Matthias. Do you know that after he is selected to fill Judas' spot, you never hear from him again in Scripture? Never. He was just there. He knew Jesus. He hung out with Jesus. He hung out with Jesus' followers. He went with the body of Christ as they moved into the acts of God. You see that? Incredible. 
Up on the mountaintop, when Peter, James, and John went up on the mountaintop with Jesus in the transfiguration, we call it, and, and the glory of God showed up and they wanted to build a, a, a worship place for Moses and a worship place for Elijah and a worship place for Jesus. And God said, this is my son. Listen to him. We ourselves heard this voice when it came from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Then he goes on to say something. Now, there's a lot of confusion about the next few verses, but here's what I want you to know. God still speaks. Okay? There are those who say, oh, God doesn't. Now, look, God has given us his word. God has given us his spirit. God still speaks, okay? That's why we're also encouraged to be discerning about what you listen to. To be discerning about what you pay attention to, okay? I'll get to that in just a moment, but this is what he said. We also have the prophetic word strongly confirmed. Now, lots of scholars believe this was, this was the prophetic word talking about Jesus coming. The Messiah and all that the Messiah would do and accomplish. See? And you will do well to pay attention to the prophetic word as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you know this. No prophecy of Scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this is what Peter's saying I know. He says, before I go, I want to tell you what I know. He says, I know Jesus. I walked and talked with Jesus. I hung out with Jesus. I heard the voice from heaven speak about Jesus. We witnessed. Okay, we witnessed his majesty and his glory. What do you trust? See? Um, let, let, let's pretend a moment. Um, let's pretend a moment. Um, this past week I got the phone call that uh, a gentleman, and I hate to, I don't really want to linger on these things, but I want you to know why this is so important to me this morning. There was a young man. He'd have been about 35 years old who, who decided... Um, that life wasn't worth living anymore about 15 years ago. Uh, I went to visit him in the hospital following his attempt to leave. I shared Jesus with him. I shared what it meant to know Jesus. I, I talked to him about Jesus. I talked to him about God's love for him and how God had reached down to him through the, through the person and work of Jesus Christ and how Jesus died on a cross and how, how God raised him from the dead and the power in that. And this young man accepted. He received Christ. He received salvation. And then, and then I invited him to go on a, a journey with me of 12 weeks and we walked together for 12 weeks and, and he understood. And, and I had some of his friends telling me at the funeral Thursday, that, that, that he told them how he was really digging into the Word and how back in that, when we were doing it, how he was really getting to know what it meant to know Jesus, right? 50 years old this week, he had a heart attack. 
His sister called me and said, He loved you so much. I know it's a long way. Could you come do the funeral? Right? Conrad Owen. He knew Jesus. And I was able to stand in front of his friends and tell his friends he knew Jesus. You see that? Do you know Jesus? See, there's a real danger, y'all. It's a real danger that, that, that we can fall into cleverly contrived myths. You know, if you, just, if you just attend and sit in the same seat long enough, you'll be saved. If you'll just repeat these words after a pastor, you'll be saved. If you just let him take you back there in that baptistry pool, you know, people actually get mad at me for calling it a jacuzzi, but it's the same technology. If you just, 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 folks, uh, Jesus prayed for you before he left. Did you know that? In John 17, he said, this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. What do you do in any given week? To get to know Jesus better. Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell you. You got to find your journey. You got to find your steps. You got to find your, dare I call it, a process of getting, you know, I mean, to get to know Angie, guess what we did? We went on dates. I remember, right? We went out to eat. We went to car shows because her brother built cars. Right? We, 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 oh, we went to see um, figure skating at, at the Atlanta Omni. I know that strikes you as shocking. Right? We did things together to get to know each other better. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to know her. What do you do to get to know Jesus? Now, I'm going to tell you two things that are happening to me. How many of you, and I'm going to ask it, how many of you have, have watched that series, The Chosen? Okay, some of you have not. All right, so it's an app. So what I do is, is I pull the app up on my phone, and I go to the end of the app, and it brings up an episode, and then I magically cast it up onto my TV. It's technology, and to me it looks like magic. So anyway, so it's up there, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a, a theatrical dramatization of the life of Jesus. I've watched five, maybe six episodes. I don't know. I can't watch them. I can't watch them because I'm in this place right now in my walk with Jesus that that when Jesus reaches down and heals a guy, I start weeping. I just start crying because I put myself in the crippled guy's place. And, and I just 
Jesus healed me. Right? I want to know that Jesus. Not the theater Jesus. Not the, not the series Jesus. I want to know the Jesus whose love crossed barriers and boundaries. Who reached down and touched the untouchables. Who loved people that the world had thrown out. See? And so I watched one. The one we watched, I think we watched it Monday or Tuesday night before I had to leave to go to Pisgah Forest. We watched one. And I count, and I, I purposely did this. Angie said, you want to watch one of the episodes of The Chosen? I was like, okay. All right, get ready. Where's the tissues? All right. So we put it up on the screen and I counted it. I purposely counted it three times in that movie. I was just sitting there and just tears running down my face because this, this was a representation of Jesus. Now, we've got it in here. It's God's Word. God gave it to us, the account. Uh, it's it's as, as, as good a representation theatrically of, of the, the life of Jesus as, as any others I've seen. But I looked at it, I'm like, ah. and then... Uh, I don't know why God's doing this to me, but but a couple of weeks ago, you know, I've told you before, I like reading the Middle Ages. I like reading the Middle Ages stuff. And a couple of weeks ago, God, I, I, I was sitting in the library filming one of these little videos. And there was a series of books, three books sitting there by Bodie and Brock Thornton, whoever that is, called the Jerusalem Chronicles. And they're like novel form, Life of Jesus. And I thought, huh. I'm going to read that. And it's the same thing. I'll read where Jesus heals the blind guy that was blind from birth. And, and while I'm reading, man, tears just start running down my face. Folks, I want to know Jesus. I don't want to know what others have fashioned and formed and structured and said, this is your faith. I want to know Jesus, He saved me. Do you know Jesus? Do you trust God's Word? Do you trust the Spirit of God? Do you trust that God has shown Himself to you? You see that? Do you know Jesus? That's where I started, y'all. I started with the question, Do you know Jesus? Because if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Pray with me. Father, thank you for today. Thank you, God, for your word and, and for teaching us. God, I thank you for Peter. God, I thank you for who he was. I think he was, he was a rough guy. He was a fisherman. He fought nets and, and handled stinky fish and, and worked out in the heat and the sun. And, and, and God, he, he was just, you know, that guy. And Jesus, you walked up to him and said, leave it all and follow me. And he did. And he didn't do it well all the time. He, he made mistakes. He, he denied you. And yet you picked him back up. God, thank you for loving us just like that. Thank you for loving us to the point that God, you reached to us and called us your own.
God, if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know Jesus, they've heard, they've heard about church, they've heard about a lot of things, but they don't know Jesus. God, I pray that they would know Jesus. And if we need to introduce them this morning, God, help us to do that. God, there are Christians here who know Jesus. It's just that the world is so crowded and so loud. The world is so full of the distractions. God, help us to pay attention to you. Help us to confess sin and repent of it. And God, help us to be the people you created us to be. And God, I pray for those who are supposed to be a part of what you're doing, maybe in this place, God. There are folks who who are here that you are saying, yes, you need to be planted and grow up firm in a fellowship that encourages and strengthens. God, help us to do that too. Thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you for your word. And I just pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.